Jesus, we open our hands as we open our hearts to you. Lord, as you come to deliver your word through your servant this morning, Pastor Zechariah, Lord, we open our hearts to receive. Lord, with gladness and joy, you, the living word, come speak now through my brother, I pray. Lord, may you give him an instructed tongue and us instructed ears to receive that which you have to say to us this day. In the name of the Lord, amen. Amen. So this morning we're continuing our series called Salt and Light on the Sermon on the Mount. So if you have your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 5. And Pastor Zechariah is going to be speaking on the last portion of chapter 5. And uh, just so grateful as it as the Lord laid out the plan for him to speak on this particular passage on loving our neighbors in true love because uh, this is something he's getting the opportunity to live out on a daily basis in India with the persecution and the prosecution and difficulties and challenges. So, Pastor, would you join me in welcoming Pastor Zechariah this morning? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. To God be the glory. All glory to Lord, all glory, glory and honor, adoration, acclamation belong to the Lord because He is worthy to be worshipped because He is the creator. And Dr. Billy Graham many times quotes compassionate Christ, creative Christ, compassionate Christ, crucified Christ, risen Christ, contemporary Christ, contemporary Christ. Coming Christ. The Christ is all in all. <laughs> the Christ is the head of the church. We are the body of the of the of, of, of Christ. And uh, today being the Lord's Day, we have come together as the God's people to the holy sanctuary of God. We have got to be conscious of his presence, holy presence. We have been worshiping the Lord in spiritual truth. Is that true? And as Psalm 96 uh, verse 9 says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So we are going to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Because Christ, the God's beloved son, died for us on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago and rose again on the third day. And this is the day of resurrection. And the first apostles, first church, and throughout the centuries, from the apostolic time today, till today and tomorrow, till the church is going to be raptured, we are going to worship the Lord in this world with uh, our mortal bodies. When the day is going to come, we will be translated, transformed into God's image and we will be uh, translated to heaven, mid-air, to meet the Lord in air, to, to, have, to, uh, to have a spiritual marriage with Christ. And the Christ and the church will be uh, united together in a spiritual marriage. We will be with the Lord forever and ever. Till the time, we have got to be a salt and light. Praise the Lord. <laughs> a salt, what, what it is the, uh, that does it do? Salt is white. So believers have got to be white, pure. Salt preserves. Salt protects. And salt uh, gives taste. And salt gives, uh, salt lifts us up. Lifts a man up. You take a glass, a glass of water, wine glass and pour some water and pour some salt into it and put an egg there, egg into the into the uh, bottle, into the glass of water. Put some salt. After two, three minutes you will see the egg 
lifted, lifted up. So also, we are going to talk about this. Who is our neighbor? Or you can say, am I neighbor to another person? For whom I am neighbor? There are two things are there. I am going to discuss about that in a just uh, few minutes. Before that, the salt and light has come from the Sermon on the Mount, which is uh, Beatitudes. We know that. The Sermon on the Mount is nothing but simply is the essence of Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, a decalogue, were given to the children of Israel. In order, to, in order that children, children of Israel may, may, may know and see the perfect holiness of God. The ten, ten Commandments are meant to show the perfect holiness of God. Not only for showing the holiness of God, but also to live by the commandments of God and to abide by the commandments of God and live by the uh, word of God. And the children of Israel could not live by the Ten Commandments. Even Moses who received ten commandments from God to impart to the children of Israel, he could not keep the ten commandments. He failed. Children of Israel failed. The only Jesus Christ fulfilled the ten commandments. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, so, we as children of God who received Christ as our personal savior, we have fulfilled the ten commandments. You know how? The one who is fulfilling the Ten Commandments is living within us. So we are, in a sense, we have fulfilled. But practically, we got to show that. Not only theoretically, but practically we got to show how we are fulfilling the Ten Commandments. And the Sermon Mount is, as I have said, the essence of the Ten Commandments. And the, uh, the portion what I have been given this morning to talk about uh, the neighbors, how to live, love the neighbors, how to forgive the enemies. Before I just uh, come out to that, uh, uh, the topic, I would like to say, what is love first of all? Love is giving, love is sacrificing, love is dying. And love has two parts. One is earthly love, eros. Eros is earthly love. Love between husband and wife, love between parents and children, love between relatives and friends. The earthly love, worldly love. But the agape love, which is divine love from God, is exhibited, is demonstrated on the cross of Calvary with God's beloved Son Jesus Christ. 2000 years ago. And we are having that, that love. Whereas the Romans chapter 5 was. Uh, we can say 6, eight, uh, 7, 8, and 9, and 10. While we were weak, while we were uh, uh, they, 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 they ungodly, while we were sinners, while we were enemies, Christ died for us. And according to John chapter 4, verse 19, John says, the beloved disciple of Christ, he said, we love him because he first loved us. We don't know what, is, what love is. He taught us what love is. The love is giving and love is sacrificing, love is dying. 
So such love is poured out in, into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So this time, uh, I will I will have to say that ten commandments are condensed or made into two commandments by the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is first one is love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Second one. Here we can see this. First of the word of God, Matthew chapter 5. Uh, as we have just I had come back to the lesson which I have been given to me by our Reverend Dr. Jim. Uh, I would like to just read only the 43 and 44th verse. You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Because since, since I have got short time, I don't want to read the scriptures, I will just, uh, I will just only uh, refer to them orally, but not, I, will, I will not read them, because by reading I may spend some more time, just to make it very short. So, you know, because all of you are God's people, so when I say the reference, you will be able to grasp, understand the depth of that, that word. But still, I would like to explain it in a very simple way. So, first of all, what are the two commandments? So, make it very simple, even for children, Sunday school students. Love God and love man. That is the Christianity. That is the teaching of Christianity. What is the teaching of Christianity? The Hindus, other people, Muslims, other people, other people are asking, well, what, is the, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, God loved us first, and we have to love God and love man. This is all simple, very simple. But thing is here, when lawyer came to Jesus Christ, we know that story in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, from verse 25 to, we'll see. When lawyer came to Jesus Christ and said, Master, Master, how can I attain the eternal life? How can I go to heaven? Jesus said, have you, do you know the Ten Commandments? Do you know the scriptures? Do you know the law? Yes, I know the law, he said. Then why didn't you read that? He said, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, strength and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you are, you are read correctly. You are right. You are right. And go and do, and you will live if you do it. But he did not do it. He just, for the sake of saying he was telling, but he was not putting what he said into practice. But Jesus said, go and do it just like that, what you already did. <coughs> but this man trying to tempt Jesus, he was telling to God, Jesus Christ, who is my neighbor? He knows very well who is his neighbor. He will now also hear us say, who is my neighbor, Zechariah's neighbor? Instead of, instead of looking at you, I say,
to whom zechariah is a neighbor to whom i am neighbor neighbor i have to example myself instead of asking jesus who is my neighbor you should have said to to whom i should be neighbor then jesus said this story you know the one of the best stories in the bible good samaritan you know that i don't have to explain expound it in detail you know that a man who was traveling from jerusalem to jericho is about 18 to 20 miles jerusalem to jericho as he was traveling he was beaten and stripped of his garment and he was beaten wounded left half dead and the uh, the priest was going alongside you know the priest he wears very beautiful dress garments he wants to preach in a big church maybe containing of 500 people 1000 people or maybe 1 lakh people he wanted to show off he wanted to preach he is only good for preaching he is only good for just showing off but not for not good good for a man who is dying on the road he is not good for man he was wounded he is not good for man who was suffering he is not good for man who was almost dying he went near and saw that saw him he did not have any compassion no love then he passed by then secondly the levite came who is that levite we can say today in today's language we can say he may be one of the church elders he may be worship leaders we don't know he is very good in worship leading and other things but he is not suitable maybe you may be thinking you must have thought i am not suitable for this purpose for helping this man who fell down on the road i am only suitable for leading i am only suitable for doing some great thing in the church i am only suitable giving great messages but he left this man did not take any care and finally the samaritan who was not a jew he was not a jew culturally he was not a jew so he looked at this man who fell down was fell down and he had compassion love and he went near to him and poured poured oil and wine and bound his wounds and placed him on his ass donkey and took him into the inn and gave him two dinars two dinars is two days wages gave to the inn keeper told him to look after i am going to come back and repay the reimburse whatever is left over the remaining bill payments and he showed really who he was samaritan was the neighbor to this man who was beaten down when we see that uh, the, the, the the story of good samaritan then we can compare it with this one jesus said thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself so i feel myself with all the experience what i have been having all these 57 years in the lord the moment you love the lord with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength with all your mind you will simply it is simply easy for you for me to love our neighbors 
Unless and until the love of God with 100% dedication, 100% devotion. Unless and until we show 100% love to God, we cannot love our enemies. We cannot love our neighbors. There are one more thing. Without referring the word of God, I can just say, Matthew chapter uh, 25, it says, on the great day of judgment, God is going to separate uh, sheep and the goat. On the right side, He was telling, "Oh, ye blessed by the Father, come and inherit the kingdom of God." When I was hungry, He gave me food. When I was without dress, He gave me dress. When I without, uh, when I was sick, He came and visited me. When I was in prison. He came and visited me and prayed for me, and they said, "When did we do, Lord?" And Jesus said, "You have done it to my brethren, least of my brethren, and you have done it to me." So this is the loving neighbors. The second part, because time is running away, you say, "Love your neighbors." Second part. I say the same thing again. I want to repeat again. The moment you you love the Lord 100 percent, not 99, 100 percent. If you love the Lord, you will be able to love your neighbors. And also, the moment you love your neighbors, you will be able to love your enemies. Praise the Lord. That is the calculation. What I have been finding all these years. <coughs> Here, to my mind, something comes. In the Old Testament, Joseph's brothers, how they ill-treated Joseph. They bound him, cut hole in him, and threw him in a pit. They wanted to kill him, Joseph. And he was sold to Egyptian merchants, Ishmaelites. And the the day came when the Lord exalted him, elevated him. The throne of a governor of Egypt. At the time of famine, Joseph's brothers came and fell before him for grain, for food. And Joseph could not hold his grief. He shouted with loud voice. He wept like anything, and he forgave the brothers. He loved the brothers and forgave the brothers, and gave the grain to his brothers. Before his death, there was chapter chapter forty-five. That is, Genesis chapter forty-five. Genesis chapter fifty. It says Joseph before his death, he was telling telling to his brothers, brothers, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to ill-treat you. I love you. I forgive you. Don't keep anything in your heart because I forgive you hundred percent. As if you have not done anything to me, stay, stay happily in this place of Goshen. You and your children, bring your father also, Jacob. All of you stay here and enjoy this place. We have good cheer. What a great heart Joseph had. So also we see about think about David, how he forgave his father-in-law, King Saul. Since King Saul was envious of David's exploits, 
من كل دوليت دوليت كيف يدي سبير اند ارمان اند ايفريثينج بت ديفيد ونت وذ ذا نيم اوف ذا لورد ماني تايمز اي اولسو ثينك لورد اي ام انيبل تو بريتش اي ام نوت ورثي تو بريتش اي ام نوت ستاند ان فرونت اوف ذا جريت بيبل اوف امريكا اوف ذس بليس اوف بيثل تشيرش God said to me, "See, Zechariah, I am sending. I sent uh, David with my name. He was not having any armor. He was not having any spear. No sword, nothing. Just go in my name. I will make you to stand and make you to speak. So you are not speaking, Zechariah. I am speaking through you. So don't have to worry. Don't have to be." Uh, Don't have to fear. Okay, I will strengthen you, make you to stand before the people of God. So this this thing in second case, David forgave Saul, hundred percent. You know how it? First Samuel chapter twenty twenty four, I think. Yeah. When Saul was trapped in the cave, David came and cut off some of the garment of Saul and took away. Even for cutting the garment, he was really—he felt guilty conscience. Why should I? Why did I? Why did I do this sin? I should not have done this. I made a mistake. I should not have cut the garment of my enemy. Yeah, really, I really—I made a great mistake. Lord, forgive me. I want to love Him. You know. Anyway, I—I have not killed him, but still, I made a mistake. Mistake of. cutting his garment lord forgive me the second time in in uh, uh, chapter 26 of the same book first samuel again second time the samuel was trapped in the cave once again abishai wanted to kill him with a spear but david said to abishai you are not supposed to kill supposed to kill the god's anointed No matter, he must have done so many things to me. No matter, he wanted to kill me. Doesn't matter. But God is going to take recompense of reward. God is going to do what He wants to do with him. Maybe he may die in the war. Maybe he die in some other other way. Why should we take his life? Let us not do such great great blunder. And we can do one thing. We can take his spear and cruise of water. So they took. A spear from Saul while he was sleeping. They took the jar, cruise of water, and they left him alive. See, is it not? Is this not uh, forgiving the enemies? Yes. And finally, before I close, Elisha treated the enemies of Syrian army. You can see in the book of Second Kings, chapter six, Elisha. The king of Syria wanted to uh, catch hold of Elisha because he was dwelling in the dreams of Syrian king. Well, he was thinking about so many things, the uh, war uh, strategic plans. And someone uh, told the king, "Oh, king, none of us are your betrayers, but there is one fellow, one person in the children of." In the land of Israel, that Elijah, 
Then the king said, don't uh, uh, catch hold of him. Don't bring him to me. Let us kill him. So one for all, once for all, his problem will be over. So they, they sent the army. Army was surrounded. And Elisha prayed to God. God spiked them with blindness. God smote them with blindness. And Elisha said, this is not the way. Come along with me. I will take you to some place where you are supposed to go. And he took the Syrian army to the king of Israel. Then he prayed to God. God opened their eyes. Their eyes were opened. Then the, the king of Israel thought that he can kill this Syrian army. Elisha said, you cannot do that. You have not won it, won them by your sword. But I have not them. I won them with my love and uh, forgiveness. I loved them. I forgive them. I brought them here. Give them food and shelter. Give them food and water. And send them back to their master. Very so. So is this not the example of loving the enemies? And finally in the New Testament, Jesus alone, Christ alone is the one who taught us to forgive enemies. He died on the cross and said to the Father, Father forgive them, but they do not know what they are doing. Cross of Jesus. Not only he preached forgiveness, but also he practiced, he exhibited, he fulfilled it on the cross. And again, we come back to this Stephen. Stephen was a martyr, first martyr in the Bible, in the New Testament. Stephen, he was martyred. And before his martyr, before his death, he prayed to God, Lord, let this uh, crime be not, upon this, may not be upon these people who stoned me. Forgive them, Lord. So Stephen also is one of the examples in New Testament. There are so many other things, apostles and other people. Even Romans chapter 12, verse 20, Apostle Paul says, if enemy comes to your house, you give him food and water and treat him nicely, treat him very well. And God is going to look after him. But according to what I, what I, what I, I have learned from the Lord, If you love God, you can love your neighbor. If you can love your neighbor, you can forgive your enemy. Who knows one day the enemy will come to the Lord and confess his sins and receive Christ as his personal Savior. Who knows that? Who knows he is going to become a friend of yours? An enemy can become a friend of yours. Who knows that? That's why we must forgive our enemy. So we love God, love man. Love our neighbors, love our enemies. One day we are going to be translated to heaven. In heaven, in heaven, we will be dwelling in the heavenly, loving union with Christ forever and ever. Let us look forward to that day. In that time, let us be salt and light for the extension of God's kingdom. Let us forgive our neighbors. Before that, love God 100%. All our heart and all our 
soul, with all our strength, with all our mind, let us love God 100%. Love our, love our neighbors and love our enemies. May God bless this part of our heart. God bless you. I ran across a, a story that, and, and this is a direct connection to something. Um, Dan Hackemuller uh, wasn't able to, to share this story now, but he had shared this with me during the greeting time and felt like it was a word for the body. And so um, I want to bring that to you. Um, in light of what uh, Millie was sharing about what is it that blocks us, you know, the love and mercy and tenderness of God and what would block and... The thing that the Lord had put in his heart, the thing that he saw that would be an impediment is when we carry offense and unforgiveness towards others. And then when he looked at the bulletin and saw that the word was going to be on true love, it just felt like a, a confirmation around that. So I have a very brief story to share with you as we come to the table, just to bring this into like your not just dramatic, but your daily life, your now life, your everyday life. This was a uh, commentary. Um, one of the commentators was uh, on, on this various scriptures that we've been looking at wrote these words. He said, several years ago, one of my wife's friends took a missionary furlough with her husband and family after an unusually tiring stint of service. She'd been looking forward to this time with great anticipation. For the first time, she was going to have a place of her own a new large townhouse-styled apartment with a patio. She's very creative and make the patio um, the focus of her decoration. After a few months, some new neighbors moved in. The best word to describe them would be coarse. There was loud music day and night, along with a constant flow of obscenities. They urinated in the front yard in broad daylight. They totally disrupted her peace. She could see nothing good in them. She asked the Lord to help her to be more loving, but all she got back was disgust and rejection. The crisis came when she returned home to discover that her neighbor's children had sprayed orange paint all over her beautiful patio. The walls, the floors, everything. She was distraught and furious, and she tried to pray, but found herself crying out, I cannot love them. I hate them. Knowing that she had to deal with the sin in her heart, she began to converse with the Lord in her inner being, and a scripture came to mind. And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, Colossians 3.14. In her heart, she questioned, Lord, how do I put on love? The only way she could picture it was like putting on a coat. So that is what she determined to do. She chose to wrap herself in the love of God. As a result, she began to experience a deeper life of Christ within her, the very thing Pastor shared on God's love in us. She made a list of what she would do if she really loved her exasperating neighbors, then she did what she listed. She baked cookies. She offered to babysit for free. She invited the mother over for coffee. And the most beautiful thing happened. She began to know and understand them. She began to see that they were living under tremendous pressures. She began to love her enemies. She did good to them. She lent to them without expecting anything back. And the day came when they moved, and she wept. An unnatural unconventional love had captured her heart, a supernatural love, the love of Jesus. If we consider ourselves to be true followers of Christ, this love is our call. We are to love our enemies, to truly love them. 
So, Lord, as we come to the table and remember your sacrifice and how you loved your enemies, Lord, we pray that even as we prepare our hearts to receive these elements today, we open our hearts to say yes to you. To say yes to your love in us, that while we were your enemies, you loved us and you died for us. You sacrificed all on our behalf. And now we pray, God, that you would reveal that love not only to us, but reveal it through us, Lord, we pray. God, for your glory and honor, in Jesus' name, amen. Would you just open up your hands right now? Pastor Justin, if you'd come and dismiss us with a benediction here. Just open your hands to the goodness, the grace, the mercy and love of our Lord. Oh, how can it be so good? We love you, Jesus. Let's open our hand to the Lord. Jesus, our Savior, thank you for showing us your love. Thank you for showing us your love and you was able to renew your covenant with us. And for that and your message with us get this morning, Jesus, as we walk out here, we want to walk out with your love. Help us, give us the strength and courage to know how to forgive and to love our neighbors. Most of all, Jesus, our God to love you with our whole heart. As we leave this building, we need your love, your compassion, your mercy to chase us down. Help us to make many disciples. Help us to show love for those who need love. Help us to be able to show your light and your salt in this world. Bless everyone, now and forever, in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace.